One day, the disciples and Jesus were enjoying a nice afternoon in the Judean countryside. Peter sidles over to Jesus and says in a voice loud enough for everyone else to hear him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? Andrew shifts uncomfortably in his seat. He was the one who got caught eating Peter's loaf of bread from the pantry. Peter is shrouding his passive aggression in sanctimony. You know the sort. James looks over at John, and both give identical eye rolls. Peter hasn't really been the same since the whole binding and loosing power was given to him a few weeks ago. Jesus handed the keys to the kingdom to Peter, who gave the engine a few revs and squealed out of the driveway right into the retaining wall. Still... Literally being called Satan hasn't seemed to set Peter back much in confidence. He's one of those people, judging by this story, who raise their hand to ask a question just so they can tell you their thoughts on the answer. You know the sort, too. Teacher, what do you think about forgiveness? He goes on. Now, I'm a simple guy but I think we shouldn't live by this idea of an eye for an eye that we've been taught. What about if I forgave seven times? I know, it's a lot. But think about it, Jesus. Seven, the number of divine completion in Scripture. The number seven occurs 284 times in the Bible. Seven days of creation. Abraham's blessing was sevenfold. There are seven holes in the human head. Peter continues, carried away with himself now. Jesus, I wrote a paper once on the number of seven's symbolism in the early myth stories in relationship to its eschatological function. You can read it. I've written a lot of things, actually. Jesus slowly turns and withers Peter with his stare. John and James exchange identical smirks. Seven times? seven times, Peter, you do have functioning relationships in your life, don't you? Forgive someone seven times? Aren't you married? Tell me you don't have children, right? Are you talking seven times a day, seven times an hour, what? You think seven is the number that moves someone outside of the circle of redemption? Try multiplying your great number of completion by itself. Take it times ten, times a hundred. Peter blinked. Well, 77 is a lot to keep track of, but I could give it a go. Jesus heaved a great sigh. Everyone gather around. Time for another parable. There was a king who wished to settle his accounts, so he called one of his servants to him. Side note, the NRSV translates it today for us as slave, but doulos is something that can, you should picture something closer maybe to a servant here, uh, a manager, someone trusted with running a chunk of the king's land, gathering taxes and tribute, someone chosen for this job by the king. There's the president, say, and there's his trusted cabinet member, the secretary of finance. That's the servant today. We'll call him Secretary Jones. The king suddenly decides to settle accounts. 
and calls Secretary Jones to him. He starts going through the files. Jones, Jones, G-H-I, Jones, Jackson, Jameson. Ah, Jones. And he fishes out a scroll because it's the Bible. He fumbles for a second with the string tying it together. But the loosing of it is an explosion. The unfurling scroll shoots out like a cannon and rolls onto the floor. The scene becomes something like a surreal cartoon. The scroll keeps going. It bounds around the floor of the chamber, and people are jumping out of its way left and right. And it busts out the door and unwinds down the street out into the sunset. Jones stands before the king wide-eyed. The king looks down calmly. I asked Jones, looks like you owe... 87 zillion jillion trillion billion dollars, and it's due now. In actuality, Jesus gives the number of 10,000 talents, as you read. One talent is about 15 years of wages for a laborer. And since Peter and I are both good at counting, we did the math for you. We are talking about 150,000 years of Jones's labor to pay off his debt. The number is insane. I, you might as well say, he owes 87 zillion, jillion, trillion, billion dollars in today, Jones, and presented on the back of your favorite unicorn, accompanied by a trained troop of acrobatic tortoises to entertain me while you're at it. Oh, you can't? Well, it's eternal slavery for you and your family. Jones crumples to his knees, begs for forgiveness, says he'll work it off. What a laugh. But what else do you do, I guess, when faced with such an unimaginable debt? And this king, settling his accounts, says, you know what? Forget about it. He lights the scroll on fire and he says, go, you're free. All is forgiven. And don't you want to imagine him running off like the newly awakened Scrooge on Christmas morning, cackling and scattering gold and confetti everywhere he goes, canceling the national debt, causing a chaos of mercy in our unforgiving, calculating, interest-driven world? But get what happens next, Peter. Secretary Jones gets up from his knees, trembling still head to toe, and walks out into the free air. A free man gulps it in and does something equally outrageous. He decides to settle his own accounts. He finds his own servant, one who owes him a hundred denarii, not small, as a denarii was about a day's wages. But for someone who just owed 87 zillion, jillion, trillion, billion, this is nothing. Jones beats his servant, foaming at the mouth and threatening, and throws him in jail till he pays. And here comes the king, stage right, continues this wild drama. Jones, now you've done it. Eternal damnation, fire weeping forever. And darkness fell over the whole kingdom and never relented. And the unicorns disappeared and the tortoise troop went back into hiding. So Peter 
Stop your counting. Tallying your hurts. Marking the spreadsheet of all who have let you down, all who owe you. This church doesn't work like that. Infinite mercy is breaking into our world, and it's trying to get through you. You try to leverage this grace, and you end up worse than you started. Try to use it to control and manipulate others, and it will end in fire. Add up the actions and inactions of others in the columns of your categorical resentments and find yourself in impenetrable darkness. When you choose to bind, remember that your own heart is bound in the process. When you loose, though, what you loose in the end is you. How many times do we forgive another? Seven times? Seventy-seven times? How long will it take before forgiveness comes so easily that I can forgive so often? It's going to take practice. I lose count. How many times today have I forgiven my brother? As many times as it takes till our hearts are untangled from the harms done to us. Sometimes it's 77 times just in one morning. The slow, repetitive work of reconciliation that is rooted in God's mercy. The scroll of which, even now, is unfurling outward into infinity. <laughs>